0: I am indeed, yes. Uh, just in Dublin at the moment. So it's, uh, you know, it's good. <laughs> Similar weather to London, I'd say. Nice. Are you, um, are you studying there? I am, yeah. Trinity College Dublin. I'm studying uh, geoscience and uh, geography. So that's kind of the a, a plan. But, uh, you know, I do the science, interviews. geoscience. On the yeah, geoscience. <laughs> <laughs> Environmental stuff. So that's, that's fun but uh yeah and you're doing the college radio i'm also doing that yeah no just as like a fun fun side project because you know covid's been pretty you know everything's on like online and we're not getting much interaction so i was like cool i'll just i'll do that that's the way to do it renaissance (laughs) man there we go there we go but uh great well i guess we'll get going yeah sure all good yeah so okay Basically, you guys sing about a large variety of topics, normally on the more negative side of the human spectrum. Uh, Now, that being said, human misery has never sounded as good as when you guys are singing about it. But what gravitates you towards topics like that? I mean, you've you've got songs about, you know, suicide and domestic abuse and all of those things.
1: You're referring, I suppose, to Sliding Doors and Cathy Come Home there. They're from our first record. Big fan of that one. They were kind of... Uh, two tracks amongst the whole album that you know they were all su- sort of supposed to hit on various different topics mm. and you know it's funny I'd say that I was probably in a fairly like nice happy place around that time and a lot of a lot of things were kind of projected onto me and into my life that made me want to write which is why that album's probably got a lot of themes that are, you know, they were quite abrupt or, or very or very stark or very serious that kind of came at me, and I wanted to tackle them and look at them. Whereas this um, new record we're putting out is uh, is very much from my end, is stuff coming from my own life because I'd kind of come out of a pretty bad breakup, and and I suddenly kind of had my own stuff to write about. Mm. Um, and as for as for the kind of bleak topics. I think they just, they just. I kind of think they're the easiest to write about.
0: Yeah, yeah, probably.
1: And and you know what? We're actually in terms of the melody and the music and the other aspects of of you know non-lyric side of things. Mm. We we could be quite you know uplifting or melodic and harmonious and all that kind of stuff. So I found that it's we found over the years that that, that throwing in a kind of a darkness via the lyrics provides a sort of sort of satisfying concoction.
0: Mm, yeah, I know. It's very good. It's a, it's a lovely contrast. So you pull it off well. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so oh, that's kind of. Insane. Yeah. Uh, then you guys were recording stuff today. Was, was that for the for the new album? Uh,
1: that's the new album is coming is finished. We, we recorded it last year in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, and um, a couple of different studios, actually, one, one, one in Hollywood, and one in East L.A. And we came back just in time for the lock, lockdown, the first lockdown.
0: That planned or did that just happen? No, it was an
1: in, in incredible timing. I think we kept, I think we think got back literally days before the lockdown. So have <laughs> the lockdown kicked in a couple of weeks earlier, then we wouldn't have an album to put out in April.
0: Yeah.
1: But, um, yeah, April 9th, uh, this album is called This Is Really Gonna Hurt. It's going to be coming out. It's our second album. And it's sort of the breakup album. Uh, and the reason we were in the studio today was some kind of promotional stuff for the album coming out in April. But also... Um, we're starting to work on on the third record, which we want to kind of finish before touring starts in September.
0: Do you uh, think it I will start on to be happy Is that likely?
1: Well, we'll be announcing uh when does this come out? Tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll be announcing tomorrow the
0: September tour. So good timing. Oh, lovely. Well, there we go. Um, yeah, well, I mean, again, thanks for coming on. You know, you've had a you've had a busy day, obviously, and then you still decide, hey, let's let's do an interview at like six o'clock. So Yeah, no, uh, always. No, I respect that. And um, I mean, in general, you guys are very kind of in touch with your fans. I mean, you've done a lot of, you know, you were like visiting people's houses to play last year, I think. Mm. And then this year you've got the whole watch party thing. Like, like, yeah. I think Mean Girls was like the, the last one you guys are doing. I mean, Mean what... Girls
1: was last night. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah no, that's that's been a product of, of COVID, you know, for lack of being able to tour. Hmm. We we love to be. Hand, I don't know for what reason, but we you know we we really love to be hands on with our audience when we when we you know over the years when we've been on tour we've always made it a real effort to try and meet you know as many people as possible after every show. Um, yeah. Normally at the merch table, you know, selling selling the vinyl and stuff. And I guess it's just I think we we really like our our fans. You know, they they're a good breed. They're very like they definitely tend to be, you know, university students and then older and then. You know, older than that, um, and very thoughtful. Most nice people often do studying drama or art or English or something like that. You know,
0: all the good stuff.
1: Or doing science or something. You know, yeah, there and,
0: we uh, go. I'm sure there's tons of those.
1: Yeah, you know, but there's there's a, there's a, there seems to be a very nice sort of person that comes to our shows, and it's just really nice to interact with them. So with with COVID and obviously you no know, touring, it's been um, it's been just a case of having to come up with some you know schemes. To actually interact with people still, um, and social media is is one way to do it, but you know that can only go so far. Yeah, and um, and so yeah, we did this thing where where people would sign up to our mailing list, um, and you know during lockdown we would we would come to sort of selected people on a daily basis and 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 pop round and play just outside their door to them, as if we were sort of an Amazon delivery man or something, but playing music to them but so much cooler and, yeah yeah exactly and 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 I think it was a u- unique experience for for all of us um because you know no no way would we think to do that had we not been kind of pressed to, to think of some ways of doing it and the, another thing we did was we played on top of Hampstead uh Parliament Hill in Hampstead Heath I don't know if you uh, you're a Londoner uh
0: I know it vaguely but not too well yeah
1: well, it's a nice raised point in in London in North London, and you've got a nice view of the city. and we um we just posted up on on social media that we would be we would be there at a certain time at a certain point, uh, I think the day before, you know, thinking maybe if a smattering of people would show up just to just to kind of test out the idea, but there were hundreds of people came. It, yeah, it turned into a
0: full concert.
1: yeah, absolutely. and and uh, and I wish we'd brought bigger speakers. But um, it's been it's been so and yeah, and watching a film every Wednesday night, you know, with everyone chatting together in a forum. So it's it's been amazing. And it's funny when we get touring again, I'd I'd love to just carry on doing those ideas, too. I don't see why they should stop.
0: Yeah, well, you know, it's it's good. Good. Like, I guess it's always good to have fun interactions. Yeah. Get to know the band a bit more. But um... just out of interest, your album designs they kind of started off with like a very typical album look like, you know, they have the text and kind of nice design patterns. And then they slowly became more and more indie as in, you know, as you look at them, there's, there's less text. There's more just a single image that's been slightly edited. And, you know, obviously with um, under the skin, it's, it's just an image which works quite well, but it's Mm. definitely the more indie approach of kind of album covers. I mean, was that an organic movement or was that kind of a, a very, you know, yeah, no, that's an interesting point. I um I got to the the to the no text
1: kind of place mm. in, back in 2017 when we were designing the first album cover and um it just didn't feel right to put the title on the front for some reason. We had this these this very close-up shot of our faces in black and white. Mm. And I thought it looked really iconic. It looked sort of timeless and and like you couldn't put a put your finger on on kind of what the artist you know say you hadn't heard of us and you saw this image you wouldn't necessarily know from first sight like what it was going to sound like yeah Um, and so I wanted to keep that because you know text is is another way of implying what something is like and you know design and layout is can sometimes show your hand quite a lot and and all I wanted to say with that image was you know these are four human beings who have really put their heads together and they've made this you know they've really struggled and they've really pushed for this you know as intricate and as concentrated as possible an album which was definitely what we were trying to achieve at the time and you know and and i just thought that image said it all and instead of doing a title we just put that big streak of red down the left side and and that just felt like enough Um, and then as for this latest one um, i just didn't feel like doing a kind of major label island records you know um you know big snazzy cover would would be appropriate with this very very intimate album about you know a breakup that's very very personal and very stark so we ended up using photographs i'd taken and the under the skin artwork is actually the album cover too so mm. this is really going to hurt and that goes with that image and it's actually just of my parents in the 80s when they just got married
0: oh wow okay yeah so and it's a very personal photo
1: yeah so i just wanted everything to be as personal as possible and like, and again putting text on i just thought maybe not it
0: just yeah, keep, it takes away, just, away slightly from the whole. Yeah, yeah, we
1: try, we try, we did try to do text, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But from the beginning, I did think perhaps this doesn't need it.
0: Yeah, well, cool.
1: And, <laughs> and I'm glad, I'm glad because then you see the you see the title wherever you see it because it's all online now anyway. Yeah. Unless you're buying it on a vinyl, in which case it's there in the it's there on the back, you know. So people are always going to know what the name of the band is and the name of the album. And other than that, you can just stare at this kind of mysterious
0: blank image yeah and project you know project onto it whatever you want cool cool so i mean you guys do most of your own album design then like it doesn't go through kind of the label or any of that it's like you guys doing it
1: no i mean actually we have we worked with a really great um design company called called yuck mm. um uh on this one and we worked with a brilliant designer on the first album too i just kind of i just love to get very involved I do feel like maybe these brilliant graphic designers who could make these wonderful things get a bit disgruntled with me by the end, going in and just being like, no, please, because there should be no text, no, nothing, no, no, yeah. no just a picture I've given you, just that, um, just crop it, <laughs> um, you know, um, but but there's so much more to it than just the cover. They'll they'll do the all the beautiful inlays. And, you know, when you buy a vinyl, there's lots of stuff inside it that you get to look at. And, you know, it's that's all very brilliant
0: design companies there. And I mean, you guys also direct your own kind of music videos as well.
1: We can't, we, we do sometimes, sometimes okay. we don't, but it's always very carefully, I guess, curated by mm-hmm. us at least in terms of who we work with and what sort of thing we're looking for initially. And quite frankly, there's not really time. We don't really have time to direct our own videos, you know, as well yeah, as also making the music sense, yeah. and promoting the music and, and living normal lives. And um, I definitely would love to have, you know, directed more over the years, but the times we have directed them, them, them ourselves, it's just taken so much out of me, you know? And you just have to learn as you go and make all these awful mistakes. And there's a charm to a a band making their own music videos, but if you want something that looks kind of legit and you want it done quick, then you've got to fork out some cash and get some professionals, you know what they're doing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, I guess that's one of the, cause I was kind of on a different topic that's vaguely related was uh, a couple of friends and I, none of us are like really heavily into the music thing yet. Uh, this is mm. only like my fourth interview so yeah but um, well, you're doing very well oh, thank you very much and um, we were discussing kind of the benefits of signing up with a label in kind of the current era of music you know with everything being online and the and the ability to reach out to independent designers and get vinyls produced like yourself um, mm. and distributed by yourself mm. <laughs> and you can make up your own websites and everything I mean like what are the main benefits that Signing up with a record gives you. I mean, is it more just that they manage a lot of the stuff just for you, or what's the kind of? Well,
1: I mean, I mean, it's funny. I haven't. We we formed back in early two thousand fourteen, so that's a long time ago now. It's crazy. I keep thinking we're in. You know, we're a new band, but we're we really not anymore. Yeah. Um, and um and we formed and we were in London. We we're all living in London, and. And we formed at a time where you know major labels were still looking for bands and still looking for artists to sign, and they hadn't quite become maybe as frugal as they maybe are now yeah and so this my experience of the music industry has been under a major label this whole time, you know, and I actually haven't had an experience of of um releasing things independently, so i can't I can't um give you know that accurate you know advice about one way or the other I can tell you my experience which is that it's very very frustrating quite a lot of the time um because there's lots of stuff that you want to be able to do and it's just not by the book and so you can't um but then you know it would equally be very frustrating I'm sure if if you wanted to make music videos and you wanted to work with this person or that person or you you wanted to you know be lucky enough just to go to America to make your record or do all these like wonderful things Mm. Um, all in the name of the art and everything. But like ultimately when you step back and think about it, it seems very glamorous, even though believe me it's not at the time. Um that's the kind of stuff I guess that a record company can pay for. Yeah. But then you know, there are these label services. Uh, God, I can't remember anything at the moment. Cobalt, hmm.
0: uh,
1: Chrysalis and, and people like that, um, who are uh label services who give you money up front almost like a loan like a bank loan and they'll put in place you know teams of people for you distributors you know designers i think anything hmm. um uh, th- that you might need to get started and you're getting everything that a label would give you but you're getting it without all of the sign your soul over to the devil which is minute, probably quite a nice deal stuff, which yeah. is probably good but i'm um, i don't uh, and I, I have a few friends who, who've, who've done that route and it's has, has worked really, really well for them. And they've had a lot of freedom creatively. And I do know that I think streaming platforms like Spotify um, mm. really like to champion more independent artists, non-signed artists when they can. Yeah. Um, and if they know that an artist on a major label, maybe they'll be like less inclined to to champion them in the same way.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it probably uh, also... Yeah, beyond that, I
1: mean, this is, this is a very... This could, this could go on for... This is a very long conversation dissecting the music industry. <laughs> I, I will just say... Um, I will just say for you, anyone thinking of starting out as an artist now, mm. um, I think the best route is always to do as much as you can on your own.
0: Right, yeah. I okay.
1: Take it as far as you can on your own. And I think if you're using TikTok and Instagram um you know and you're you know uh maybe talking to spotify early on you're getting music out there that really connects yeah um yeah, i mean TikTok. You know, is then you can go really far just on at your the own moment. yeah yeah exactly and 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 you know the odds are maybe it probably won't won't happen to you like it doesn't happen for most people in any yeah. time in any era we're using whatever platform mm. but you know i think more than ever before it seems like the unsigned artist can can get pretty damn far on their own without the help of you know a label or anything my advice would always be to get a manager who knows how the industry works as soon as possible yeah yeah Um, that makes sense and then and then then they'd be the one to tell you when they think you know it would be worth approaching you know further industry types but yeah cool i I, I must i must admit i'm 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 actually not that clued up really Mm. to be honest as well i kind of i always like to keep the industry in my like creative endeavors pretty separate and try and as pay as little attention as possible.
0: It seems that <laughs> quite a works. few artists have done that because I know Van Morrison was kind of one of those guys. And then uh, right. he ended up getting quite shafted by his labels. So, yeah.
1: But, I uh, think as long as you've got a good manager and a lawyer who's looking yeah. out for you um, and you do stay abreast of, of like the big stuff, you know, Yes. Yeah. And the stuff that, like, then, then you know, all the maybe the smaller details of things, you can just let people who, who that's their job to think about that stuff. They think about that stuff, and you give yourself as much room to breathe creatively. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Just to kind of do your thing. And uh, yeah. yeah. So, what would you say growing up your major music influences are? Like, I know you've been in a band since what eleven, which means that you are probably You've been playing long enough that you could be your own musical influence at this point. But anyway, <laughs> uh, who would you say you, you really took inspiration from? Um,
1: God, I mean, you're right, it's yeah, about 11. I made a, I made a little album with my like friends at school, John, who plays drums in Flight, he actually was in that band that we've never played with. He's never drummed for anyone else. I've never had another drummer, not, not literally since back then. Um, but uh, we made an album then, you know, after school, we'd go home. One of our mates had like a little digital recording thing. Yeah. Like not a computer or a laptop or anything. It was like a, just a little digital console. And, um, and we made an album then, and that was pretty, I think it was quite pr- pretty confused, um, like a bit proggy, a little bit ACDC rock.
0: Is it possible to find this album?
1: Um, like real early teenage stuff. Was that?
0: Is it possible to find the album like just on on the internet? Or that thing.
1: Oh my god! Maybe I'm sure like some of my family members would sort of blackmail me with it. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, what was the the um, the, uh, the influences are the same now as they kind of always were. To be honest, right? Um, big 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 Beatles fan. Big mm-hmm. Joni Mitchell fan. Big Leonard Cohen fan um and and kind of to be honest like all of just all of those big big juggernaut artists I just I would it's like you know I read Lord of the Rings do you know what I mean I, I went I went for the big stuff you know. Yeah. like I went you know the bible Lord yes, of the Rings, yeah. Harry Potter, The Beatles just went for the really really big obvious stuff um the most like all-encompassing stuff and took that as my like primary influence and then everything Everything underneath that is just anything that takes my fancy, to be honest. I'm noticing recently as well, um, and definitely this is to do with Spotify and the way we can see music now, that it's it's definitely individual songs that come to me now rather than albums. Yeah. But, but I was always an album listener until recently. Um, so anyone, anyone who's, uh, you know, at any point or in any genre who's made a really good, solid piece of work, at, you know, in the album form, um that tells a bigger story than just a single i've always gravitated towards that way of listening to music um but yeah you can get you go through all the new wave artists um which were definitely bigger influences early in flight's career lots of talking heads and orange juice and stuff like that um uh and then you know i think we've slowly gravitated back towards the kind of early 70s in terms of primary influence um But, you know, Elliot Smith as well. Obviously, there's, you know, Rodehead, Ben Folds, um, Paul Simon for lyrics always at any point in his career. Um, You know, I've always been an avid Dylan fan, you know, like one of those people that's like actually likes that one really shit album he did in like 1987. (laughs) I I know all the words to that album, like every single record. So yeah, I mean that's that's a that's a it's a long and dare I say it, kind of boring conversation in terms of my musical influences because they're probably most people's influences too. Um, I actually I actually kind of enjoy deriving influence a lot more from film, and from literature really because that's kind of my passion in a way.
0: That's it's like storytelling. So how how would you necessarily mm. kind of turn film into music?
1: Um, I, just with a feeling. Like mm. I just, I really, really love films. I'm obsessed with them. Uh, I I just love to watch as many films as humanly possible, and um, you know, like getting in a nice scene where I just, I'll just watch one director's work for for a whole like straight three weeks. Yeah. And I don't mean like Bergman and and like you know, Fellini and all that kind of stuff. Although I, I can have done that and everything, but I mean like some random like kind of B-list Hollywood directors work in like the late eighties, early nineties.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, what would you, you say know, your favorite every, movie? Every... Say that again, sorry. Oh, well, I'm just gonna quickly turn off my video because I think my uh, internet's not that good. So we'll see there. You've probably seen enough of me just- Yeah, I think way. there's a bit of a lag. Yeah, there's a slight one. But <laughs> uh, anyway, so what would you say your favorite movie is or movies? You
1: know, um, I'd say maybe Remains of the Day, which is a, um, a Merchant Ivory film. Right. Um I don't know why it gets to me so much, but it's it's a um it's is Anthony Hopkins, Emma Thompson, Kazu Ishiguru. Yeah, it's just it's just um it's just it's just about English repression. You know, Revised. it's about repressed emotion and and about what it means to be dignified and proper and,
0: and all of those things.
1: And and failing in all of that and failing in love and, and just oh it's just and it's on the cusp of the second world war starting with a big country house. And it's kind of upstairs, downstairs, but I just something about that kind of storytelling—it just destroys me. Cares, I think, is one of my favorites. Hmm. Um, I mean, I, there's a very long list on the flight Instagram in the story highlights, which uh, I think are like top eighty.
0: Okay, well, definitely, if anybody's interested, go check that out.
1: Yeah, but anyway, as 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 far as it influences the music, I'll I'll, I'll very much enjoy watching a film and let it kind of seep into me. You know, the aesthetic of it and the and the, the emotions of the story um, and, and, and let it just kind of let it project onto me and, and what I'm feeling in my real life and, 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 and let that guide where I write, you know, rather than hearing a piece of music and saying, oh, I like the way that piece of music sounds. I want to make something that sounds just like it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I guess that also keeps stuff kind of fresh and vaguely kind of original and kind of spicy.
1: It, <laughs> it keeps it spicy. It keeps it coming from. It keeps it coming from a genuine place for sure.
0: Yeah, Definitely yeah. helps. Uh, I saw you guys were following uh, Woos, the band Wooz on Instagram. Um, mm. That was just. I was just chuffed to see that because I, I really like their stuff and I didn't. I don't think they've done anything in a while, so I was just kind of.
1: They've had a bit of a break. I was actually talking to them yesterday, funnily enough. Um, oh really? They um, they, they, they Jamie and Teo. Uh, my dad actually taught them English. Oh wow! Um, and and then we go way back. Um, I used to put on gigs in this like little school theatre, and uh, and I had a band then called the Ashby's This was very like 2006 indie time.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, and they had a band called Uproar, and they weren't bad, and it was good. And then they changed their name when they moved to London and changed it to Movie. Mm-hmm. And um, they actually came and supported us on our first ever UK tour. Um, oh awesome awesome 2014 yeah and then they they changed it to screaming peaches and then they changed it to woos and then they went with that kind of you know amazing aesthetic that very yellow intensely yellow (laughs) aesthetic which i i I can only assume is all jamie because jamie's this extraordinary visionary really with his he's an amazing artist he was an art school student and he he's got this incredible imagination and and he definitely loves the color yellow well, yeah, it, good it band.
0: Definitely matches Imagine the song with new. type as well because it's quite, you know, I don't want to say intense, but it's, it's, it'll make you wooze. Um, it yeah. all makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Cool. And what else do I have in my little notebook over here?
1: So you've got to have the, the you got to have that question primed and ready. And you should have done a wooze segment then.
0: I should have. I really
1: should. Sorry, should've. a
0: segue. <laughs> well, it all goes. Speaking down, of anyway. woos, my there next question on. is. So, what's kind of the so September you've obviously got something going on with touring. You've got the album coming out in April.
1: yeah, anything April else 9th. on the anything else on the horizon? Well, I mean uh, well, an album's coming out, April 9th and mm-hmm. uh, we'll be touring in September. I think we'll be making a third record um during the summer, so we kind of got our work cut out for us this year, really.
0: Cool, cool. well. Uh, I think we're probably going to wrap up there. Okay. But uh, no, it's been lovely talking to you, and again, thanks for coming on. I mean, yeah, good sweet. job,
1: dude. Um, yeah, I hope I, I hope I gave you gave you what you were after.
0: Oh, definitely, definitely, more than enough. Uh, mm. So, thank you very much. Nice uh, one, mate.
1: Well, yeah. good luck to you uh, with all the science.
0: <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you very and much. And the band. Yeah, best of luck with. Uh, with, with the new album looking forward to it pre-saved and everything so wonderful wonderful thank you very much mate
1: well um yeah have a good one hopefully maybe see you in Dublin next year awesome whenever you're here dude